Letter twenty two of the Sylph. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Sylph by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter twenty two. To Colonel Montague. What are we to make of this divine and destructive beauty? This Lady Stanley. Did you not observe with what eager avidity she became a votary to the gaming-table, and bragged away with the best of us? You must, you was witness to the glow of animation that reigned despotic over every lovely feature when she had got a pair royal of braggers in her snowy fingers. But I am confoundedly bit. She condescended to borrow of that pattern of Germanic virtue, Baron Tannhausen. Perhaps you will say— why did not you endeavour to be the little premium? No, I thought I played a better game. It was better to be the second lender. Besides, I only wanted to excite her in a passion for play. And, or I am much deceived, never woman entered into it with more zeal. But what a turn to our affairs! I am absolutely cast off the scent, totally ignorant of the doubles she has made." I could hardly close my eyes from the pleasing expectations I had formed of gratifying the wishes of my heart in both those interesting passions of love and revenge. Palpitating with hopes and fears, I descended from my chariot at the appointed hour. The party were assembled, and my devoted victim looked as beautiful as an angel of light. Her countenance wore a solemnity which added to her charms by giving an irresistible and persuasive softness to her features i scrutinized the lineaments of her lovely face and i assure you she lost nothing by the strict examination gods what a transporting creature she is and what an insensible brute is stanley but i recall my words as to the last he was distractedly in love with her before he had her and perhaps if she was my wife I should be as indifferent about her as he is, or as I am about the numberless women of all ranks and conditions with whom I have trifled away the dull hours. While I was in the contemplation, anticipating future joys, I was struck all of a heap, as the country girls say, by hearing Lady Stanley say, It is in vain I have made a firm resolution never to play again. My resolution is the result of my own reflections on the uneasiness which those bits of painted paper have already given me. It is altogether fruitless to urge me, for from the determination I have made I shall never recede. My former winnings are in the sweepstake pool at the commerce table, which you will extremely oblige me to sit down to. But for me, I play no more." I shall have a pleasure in seeing you play, but I own I feel myself too much discomposed with ill-fortune, and I am not unreasonable enough to be pleased with the misfortunes of others. I have armed my mind against the shafts of ridicule that I see pointed at me, but while I leave others the full liberty of following their own schemes of diversion, I dare say none will refuse me the same privilege. We all stared in astonishment. But the devil a one offered to say a word, except against sitting down to divide her property. There we entered into a general protest. So we sat down, at least I can answer for myself, to an insipid game. Lady Stanley was marked down as a fine pigeon, by some of our ladies, and as a delicious morceau by the men. 
the gentle baron seemed all aghast i fancy he is a little disappointed in his expectations too perhaps he has formed hopes that his soft sighs and respectful behavior may have touched the lovely julia's heart he felt himself flattered no doubt at her giving him the preference and borrowing from his purse well then his hopes are derange as well as mine but courage milor i shall play another game now and peradventure as safe a one if not more so than what i planned before i will not however anticipate a pleasure which needs no addition should i succeed or add to my mortification should i fail by expatiating on it at present adieu dear montague excuse my boring you with these trifles for to a man in love everything is trifling except the trifle that possesses his heart and to one which is not under the guidance of the soft deity that is the greatest trifle to use a hibernicism of all i am yours most cordially Bidolf. End of letter 22